You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is, this, this, this is Views is from Midstream. Now. Here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, let's take a look now at the actual game itself. We talked a little Vegas numbers there. Now let's talk about what we expect to see. And listen, if you asked me to circle what is the most important element of this game, ladies and gentlemen, Icky versus Miles. That's it. That's it. In fact, Icky v. Miles... Icky slash Brady slash Miles on the left side, I would argue, is the game. That is the game. It comes down to Icky versus Miles. If Icky and Brady can keep Miles Garrett from roughing up Baker Mayfield and give Baker time to throw the ball, the Panthers ought to win this game easy. All right. I think they're that much better than the Browns offense. I still would have a little concern about Clowney because he still has the ability to get into the backfield, but I, I completely agree with you. I don't disagree. In fact, I think the I think the Cleveland Browns defensive line. I really think their their front seven is actually uh, is actually underappreciated as it stands right now. You got Garrett at the left end, Jadavion Clowney on the right. Uh, although the last I saw, Jadavion Clowney did not practice this week. At least has not yet, and is listed as questionable for the Week One debut against the Panthers. You may not have Jadavion Clowney, in which case Alex Wright would step up and take that spot. You got Jordan Elliott at the left tackle and Taven Bryan at the right tackle as they run a 4-3 defense here. This game, in my opinion, Lonzo, uh, you know, as we get deeper, you'll find out how those of you listening to the pod will find out I analyze games different ways. This one, to me, comes down to can the front line of the Panthers offensively get it done? Can they keep Baker upright? Can they give Robbie and DJ and Shy and Terrence and these other guys time to develop routes? And if the answer is yes, Carolina Panthers ought to win this game and they ought to cover the spread quite easily. But if Garrett, Elliott, Bryan, and question mark, Clowney question mark, are able to bust up the offensive line, and there will be growing pains on the offensive line, right? We talked about this in previous pods. But 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 think about this. If you're an Iki Aquanu and You get drafted, first round. You make your way to the starting lineup for the Carolina Panthers. You're looking and knowing that you're going to go up against one of the best guys in the NFL on defense. If you hold your own there, I I mean, and I think he has every opportunity to do so. Uh, Is he going to be perfect? Probably not. Miles Garrett is too good. But will, uh, will the Panthers slide somebody over to help him? You know, bring a tight end, have a receiver, chip him a little bit, do things like that to where he's not facing him by himself all the time. 
So, again, I think there are absolutely growing pains going up against Miles for Icky if they line him up uh, on the same side. Now, keep in mind, on the Browns' official depth chart right now, Miles Garrett is listed as the left defensive end. That actually means he'd be going up against the right side of the Panthers' offensive line. And if that ends up being the case, then the majority of the time, you would see Miles Garrett going up against Taylor Moton. Will that be the case? Will they flip him over? Will we see rotation back and forth by the defensive ends for Cleveland? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out on Sunday. I don't know what's changed defensively from last year. But I got to imagine that Cleveland's going to send one of the top two or three defensive ends in the National Football League up against the Rook until the Rook proves that he can hold his own. Now, you said there would be, you know, he's not going to be perfect. Of course not. Very few left tackles in the league are going to be perfect against Miles Garrett. He is a monster. I don't need him to be perfect. I need him to be good enough with some help. I need Brady to know, and I need, uh, whether it's Elfline or Bozeman, I, I have not heard a status update on Bradley Bozeman and whether or not he's going to go. Remember, when Matt Rule gave us the offensive line depth chart a couple of weeks ago, he said that Bradley Bozeman would likely be lining up as the starting center. That was not an official depth chart. But that was who we said would be the starter. Uh, however, on the depth chart, as of right now, Pat Fline is still listed as the starting center. Will they say, Brady, we need you to constant pass per left, right? We need you to help double team. We need you to help keep Miles Garrett contained, and we're going to run a lot of shift left offensive line pass pro. Or are they going to trust the Rook until he proves that he can't be trusted and then we'll see guys get shifted around. I don't know yet is the answer. And I don't know if Carolina can know until they see how the scheme comes from Miles Garrett. But that's the ball game. Keep Baker Mayfield upright and you are absolutely good enough to win this football game. If Baker is running for his life, right? And we saw him make some throws on the run in camp. But if he is running for his life, now, all of a sudden, that one-and-a-half point, two-and-a-half point spread looks a lot more reasonable. Well, you also counter this with a good running game. And Christian McCaffrey, if he is as healthy as he looks like he is, if he can come out there and be Christian McCaffrey but not have to do it every single down, uh, get spelled by Chuba Hubbard and, and other guys, and not have to catch the ball constantly, if you have the threat of Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield, you cannot just let him go. So if, if you I, – I do hope that – He's not the focal point as he has been in the past where, I don't know, 60 70% of the offense is going through him. If you if you give him like 30%, 40%, that's a good balance. Throw in some other guys. If they have to, if they have to stay honest because the run is working, that, that will help uh, Aquanu and that will help Baker a bunch. And I think people just seem to I'm, – I'm rocking a McCaffrey shirt right now. I think he's going to be back. I think he's going to be healthy. And when he is, he is one of the best running backs in all of football, and that will help you a great deal. So you talk about the Cleveland Browns. The other guy I'm keeping an eye on is Nick Chubb. Finished 2021 as the league's second most productive runner, 1,259 yards on 228 attempts. The rushing game of both teams is going to matter. Now, I have seen a bunch of writers uh, and this is one of the, the the great cliches in talking football. Every single week, every single game, 
you'll see media guys who get asked, what's key to this game? And what does every one of them say? Well, I think you've got to establish the run game. Yeah, it's football. Of course you establish. Every coach who's ever co- – Mike Leach will tell you, you got to establish the run I game. Don't, I don't know, man. There's some some teams that barely run at all. And you can look at them and go, they're not going to run yeah, the ball. Yeah, Hawaii, Boise State, not but, in the national but football. But in this case, Carolina and, and, and Cleveland – they like to run the ball a lot. Right. Both teams do. Now, here's what I am going to say. I mean, yes, you got to establish a run game. I think you got to turn Baker and the and the wide receivers open early. I want to see those guys early. I want to see crossing routes. I want to see digs. I want to see these guys attacking the middle of the field. I want quick routes early, right? What I want to do early is build confidence by that offensive line by having Baker throw out of three Tops five step drops. I don't want any seven step drops. I want out of the shotgun, three step drop out of center, five step drop, wheel routes, quick in, slants. I want you guys to throw the ball quickly for a couple of reasons. Number one, I do want the offensive line to build that confidence early of, hey, these guys can't get to Baker, right? Even if it's quick pants, it's still good, quick passes, it's still going to build the confidence. But the second thing is, Cleveland's defense will give up yards. Cleveland's defense will give up yards. Last year, uh, they gave up somewhere in the ballpark of 241, 242 passing yards per game. I'm trying to get Baker to 250, right? I want Baker at 250 and at least one, maybe two touchdowns and use the pass to open up the run, and here's why. I don't want them keying on the run. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply because I don't want them taking cracks at McCaffrey. Now, use Chuba Hubbard in the power roll, right? Use Chuba in the power roll. Allow them to kind of start chasing him and Deontay Foreman down a little bit, but I want you to use the pass to set up the run so that you can start running end around jet sweeps. You can start running draws. You can start running play actions off tackle, et cetera, and you're going to get these guys, this Cleveland defense, to where they can't attack either. I, I, you got to establish run every game, but give me some quick, some Baker Mayfield quick passes early so that you get Cleveland to pull back off the rush and you open up the field a little so bit. So we're, we're going to disagree on this and that's fine. Uh, Cause that's fun. You got to run the ball. And here's, here's the reason why you need to run the ball early because that defense knows your quarterback. That defense knows the tendencies of your quarterback. What that defense doesn't know is the rest of your team. They know the Cleveland defense knows all about Baker Mayfield. They they know they know his eye movements, they know they know his tendencies to shift one way or the other. They know all that stuff. So, if you start out, you come out and you're going all Baker, you're playing right into their hands. Whereas if you come out and 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 go with McCaffrey, go with the running game, go with some other things, then they cannot key on Baker, and then later on Baker can can come out and do some things. You get them on their heels, and then they're more worried about other stuff that they won't pay as much attention to someone that they know really well. Here's the last thing that I got to ask. 
how does having Baker Mayfield, does having Baker Mayfield present you with an advantage, right? Now, this happens every time an NFL quarterback changes team and those teams get together. He knows the offense. He knows the coaching staff. He knows the, the, the schemes, the tactics. He also knows the guys on defense, right? I would say personally. I mean, he knows them, their tendencies, what they want to do, what they don't want to do. You know what? All that's fair. It's, it's fair. You know that team. It's okay to tell everybody on your team, hey, they're going to do this, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, right? Yeah. Is it fair? I, I, I will expect that Baker Mayfield was wearing a whistle and a visor and acting as coach this week because of it, right? Like, I expect that he was out there going, hey, if you line up this way, Miles is going to do this, right? If you're playing defense and you shift from the nose to the outside three technique, Chubb's going to do this. This is what's going to happen. Of course it's fair. The question is, does it give you that much of an advantage? Does it give you an advantage? Does it give you an advantage in knowing what these guys uh, have done as tendencies while Baker was there? And my answer would be, yeah, a little. But does that mean that you're going to go in there and change the way you do things? No, you're still going to go out there and you're still going to do what it is that you do. It's an advantage for sure. Carolina's got to go out there and gut this win out. You have to start. You have to start. 22-23 off with a W on Sunday. Not just for Baker, because that's the big discussion. You got to do it for the Panthers as a whole. Set the standard in week one, Lonzo. See, that's the other thing that you just mentioned. Uh, the rest of the team, they know what this means to Baker Mayfield. They hear what he's saying by, you know, in practice and in the locker room that we don't get to hear. You know this means a whole lot. It absolutely does. This team... We're going to find out if this team is truly behind Baker or not. If they are, and I believe they are, they're going to rally behind him, and they know that a victory for the team is a victory for him over the team that shunned him, and they're going to do everything they can to make that happen. I just, I, I'm really excited that we're just a couple days away from the first game of the season. Ladies and gentlemen, it's football season, baby which means that you need to make sure that you are following and subscribed to the Views from Mint Street podcast. His name is Lonzo Wright, so my name is Rob Brown. Starting, I don't know, now, we're bringing you three episodes minimum, three episodes every single week. We will be with you either Sunday afternoon or first thing Monday morning with our reaction pod to the week one game against the Cleveland Browns. We will record a midweek edition on Tuesday to drop on Wednesday. On Thursdays, we will record our upcoming game preview, and then we'll be back on Monday with the review from that game, and that cycle will continue all the way through the season. And should there be any breaking news for the Panthers you need to know about, we will record some short emergency pods when and where necessary. So if you're a Panthers fan, you're probably already listening to this. You're probably already subscribed. But if you just stumbled upon us, go ahead, hit that subscribe button. You can download us on all the major platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, I, uh, Google Play, Apple iTunes, or off the Odyssey app. Lonzo, any final words for the people? <sighs> Baker! Baker! Go out there and do your thing, man. Keep pounding. It's game day, baby. Tell your friends about us. Tell your Panthers family about us. Tell the guy walking across the street with a Panthers hat about us. We are the home for Panthers talk around the Carolinas and around the United States. He is Lonzo. I am Rob. This has been another episode of the Views from Mint Street Podcast. We'll see you back here on Monday. Keep pounding, baby. <laughs>